We know about all the superstition around eclipses and, and things, uh, things like that, and we know that people get very scared and worried about it. Uh, the surprising thing to find out is that there's a makor for that, there's a basis for that. And that's the Gemara that we have in our Omud on, on Chavtesa Medalef, where the Gemara talks about when there's an eclipse of the sun, there are some who say it's not, a, not an eclipse, it's about sunspots, but, but generally it's taken to mean an eclipse. And that's a siman ra'la kulo. It's a bad sign for the world when there's an eclipse of the sun. And the Gomorrah goes on and talks about, but if the Jewish people are keeping the Ritzor and Hashem, then they don't have anything to worry about. Based on a posuk in Yirmiya, Ko'amar Hashem, so said Hashem, El derech ha'goyim al tilmudu, don't learn from the other nations of the world. And then, if you don't learn from the other nations of the world, if you don't imitate the other nations of the world, you don't have to worry about the signs of Shemayim. Because that's a non-Jewish superstition. It doesn't mean that there's no basis for it. it there is basis for it. They, they should be worried about it. And so should we be worried about it, unless we're keeping the Ritzon Hashem, the will of God we're observing, and then we don't, then we don't have to worry. And as the Malbim says on that, at, on that posuk, don't imitate the goyim to go in their ways. And then you won't have to share in the non-Jews' concern about the effect of the eclipse. Because you are governed by Hashem's personal care. Only if you follow the ways of the Goyim, then you remove yourselves from the system of Hashgacha and you put yourself into the system of the natural forces of the universe. And if you're, un- if you're being affected by the natural forces of the universe, then you've got to worry about when the, when the sun eclipses. And we see that's already in the in the posuk. And in addition to the, the, the lights of the sky being indicators of yomtivs and days and years, in other words, indicators of the calendar and of the movement of, of time, in addition to that, it's also otot. And Rashi says, What are the otot? The otor is that when the sun is eclipsed, for example, that's a bad sign for the that's a bad sign for the world. So we see the the Makurus all over that there's a there's a basis for it. And of course, the, the the major question is we know, not only today, we've always known that the the sun's eclipses are are the part of an algorithm. We can work out exactly when there's going to be an eclipse hundreds of years ahead, thousands of years ahead, and, and backwards we know exactly. It's a mathematical algorithm, and we know. So what kind of simon is it? Oh, goodness, the sun has gone into eclipse. Now this is a bad sign. What's a bad sign? It's as natural as every sunrise and every sunset. There's no bad sign about it. So what is the Gemara really talking about? And we see it through and through. So let's get an understanding of that. Um, and the understanding takes us in, into a really important some really important Kabbalistic principles. The, um, so, so let me deal with the Kabbalistic principle, and then we'll come back to explain the, the Gemara and, and what it all means. Uh, while I was struggling with this Gemara yesterday and trying to understand what, what it is and how it works, um, I had one of those occasions that I've said to you often, that when, when there's an intersection in what you're learning, it's, uh, that synchronicity is, is, is incredibly important. So yesterday, learning, we're trying to work out an understanding of this. I'm also learning a piece of Reish's Chochmah. And the Reish's Chochmah is in Shara Ava, Perik Hayes, if gotten Dalid. 
and, um, and, and he deals with something very closely linked to, to, to this idea. And he talks about, there about the idea that the world only exists, Johnny, here's a, here's a sheet. The, the world only exists because of chesed. So the, so the, and, and he defines chesed as being the force of renewal. Chesed is, and that's a whole discussion that's really interesting in understanding. Chesed means the force of renewal and rejuvenation. That's the, the force that keeps the world going. Olam chesed yibaneh is not just that the world is built, that society is built on people doing chesed with one another. The physical universe is also built on Hashem's chesed. That's Hashem's koach of renewal in the Bria. And he says that's in our, our tefillahs of Yotzer Or, where we talk about um, We just have to understand what we're saying there, that every single day, all the time, Hashem is renewing Maisebrashis, is recreating the world every single time. Um, and he goes on talking about, about the sun as being one of those forces. Now, the fact that Hashem is recreating the world every, every moment, when we understand, when science begins to explain things that we say every single morning, it's, it's, it's quite exciting. Do you know that in every atom there is, there is a particle that is very, very small. It's 200 times the size of an electron, very, very tiny. And it's electrically charged. It's called a pion. There are positive pions and there are negative pions and there are neutral pions. And these pions keep the atom together. Without the pion, the atom couldn't, couldn't stay to go together. And that means these pions, these electrical charges, are keeping the universe together. They're keeping the world together. Without them, everything collapses. And listen to this. What is the lifetime of a pion? If it's an electrically, a positive or negative charged pion, its lifetime is 26 nanoseconds. A nanosecond is a billionth of a second. It lives for a 26 billionth of a second. Every 26 billionth of a second, it's recreated. That's how mechadish becholiyum to be ma'aseberishis. The neutral, the the, the neutral uh, pion lives for 85 attoseconds. An attosecond is a quinti, whatever you call it, a five billionth of a second, and it lives for 85 five billionths of a second. What is that? That means every every literally amechadish becholiyum to be ma'aseberishis. The rebbeinishum creates berishis continuously, all the time. And were you to stop for a moment, everything collapses. Physically, it's not, just a, it's not just a Kabbalistic, it's a physical thing. There is recreation every nanosecond, every, every few nanoseconds or, 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 or so. In, 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 in every... Sorry? What is that? Okay, so that him we need my machine. The quantum field creates the mass. Yeah, isn't, it doesn't have its it doesn't have its own mass. Oh, it's incredible stuff. And that's the Khidu Shailom every single every single moment of the and the and, and the Rashis Khochma talks about the sun as being this, the, part of the source of that, that without the sun, the sun is part of the way that Hashem beams his chesed into the world. Because without the sun, there is no renewal, there is no growth, there is no healing. 
the sun becomes incredibly powerful. So we've got to see the sun as more than a source of physical light and heat. The sun is a physical manifestation of spiritual energy. And we see that, and I've brought you various, various sources. We've got the Medrash, which says that if it weren't, Rabbi, Yud, Rabbi Levi says, if you want to know what our reward is for doing Torah and mitzvahs, it's enough that you have the sun. All the reward you could want is in the sunshine. The Rebbeinu through the sun, beams an enormous amount of chesed onto the world. Um, and then we've got the, uh, the Rabbonin who disagree with Rabbi Levi and says, No, all the mitzvahs and wonderful things that tzaddikim do in this world. The fact that the Rebbeinu renews their physical aura every day, like the sun, like the sun as it rises in the morning. So the aura and energy that a tzaddik, that a Talmud Chochem, is able to project, that's that same energy as the sunshine. It's not a different energy. It all comes, some of the energy comes through the sun, and some of it comes through Torah and mitzvahs. This power that people have, the human energy, and the energy of the sun are all connected. We've got the Gemara and Bova Basra, Dafayin. Hey, that I bring here. Zakenim shibolto ador omru pnei Moshe kipnei chama pnei Yeshua kipnei levona. The face of Moshe was like the face of the of the sun, that he was able to radiate heat and light. And we we had in the Gemara just yesterday or the day before the cases of of people who were able to create such energy through their learning that it could burn birds that were flying around in the area. That's the power, the energy, the human energy that one can generate within oneself, and that energy itself comes from from Shemayim. And then I, I, I bring you a, a Maharal and a Rabbeinu Bechaya. It's important to learn them through if you've, if you've got time. And a Malbim further on. All of them showing that the, the, the sun isn't the source of light or the source of this energy. This energy the sun receives from the Rabbeinu Shalom. So Hashem's energy goes through various different filtrations and it becomes weaker and weaker and weaker. And its final form the Rebbeinu puts into the sunshine. So the sunshine is not a physical thing only. Of course it's physical as well. Everything is physical and spiritual. But the sunshine is actually Hashem's energy. You know, we, saw, we saw during Corona, the one thing that they, that they found, they don't seem to understand a whole lot about it, but the one thing that they, uh, that they found is the indicator of people who died quickly from getting COVID when they were healthy people where people who had low levels of vitamin D. And they find also that it's not vitamin D from artificial sources. It's vitamin D from sunshine. And the Ramban says, I brought it over here for you, is that it's a, the, the, the sun is refuah. And that's not just, just physical refuah. This is all spiritual energy. When we look at the sun, when we lie in the sun, people go to the beach and they lie in the sun. They're soaking, they're bathing in the Rebbeinu Shalom's energy. It's the same energy that one feels, Chazal said, the Maral says, it's the same energy when you learn something and you feel really good, when a tzaddik is doing something and he feels close to Hashem, it's the same energy. It's not different energy, it's just different expressions, different formats of that energy. That's what sunshine is. Sunshine is one of the channels through which the Rebbeinu Shalom is mashpia. He influences his chesed into the world and projects it into the world. Sunshine is one of those channels. And that sunshine causes, causes renewal. causes renewal of plant life. It causes renewal of animal life. It causes renewal of human life. And everything that comes with sunshine, all of that spiritual energy is part of that sunshine. 
So now what does it mean when there's an eclipse? So now you take a day of, of eclipse, and there's supposed to be 14 hours of sunshine that day, let's say. And there's an eclipse, which means there's only 12 and a half hours of sunshine, or 13 hours of full sunshine. What does that mean? That means the world got less sunshine than it, should, than it needs. That's what it, that's what it means. Now, yes, that's programmed in. So what the Gemara is telling us is an eclipse is not a siman. It's not a sign that something bad is going to happen. It's a siba. It's the reason why bad things might happen. Because there's less positive energy being poured into the world that day. And so one has to be careful. Why is it important to know? What can you do about it? If there's an eclipse, says it's a bad sign. What can you do about it? You can try and replace that energy with more Torah mitzvot, with more Yirat Shemayim, as the Maharal says. That's what sunshine is for. So we've got to know, as, as Am Yisrael, we've got to know that when there's a diminishment of positive energy in the world, whether it comes from a solar eclipse or a lunar eclipse, or whether it comes from just generally there's less positive energy in the world, we've got to make up for that. We've got to generate the energy to make up for that because the world can't do well with less physical energy from the Rebbeinu Shalom than it's designed to have. That's what it means. This is not a superstitious sign. Oh, something terrible is going to happen. This is the fact that Hashem has, at, at this particular time, has diminished his influence of chesed on the world, and therefore the power of renewal that day is less than it normally is, and you've got to watch out. That means this is a dangerous time. This is a, a, a fragile time, and we have to do everything we can to generate enough positive energy to make up for the lack of positive energy that we're getting through the, through the eclipse. And it's important to appreciate that not just with the energy of the sun, but with our own energy as well. That every diminishment of energy, we're doing the world out and the people around us. We are all generators of positive energy. And when our energy goes down, that's an eclipse. And when our energy is negative, that's an eclipse. And the world around us is getting less of our positive energy. And we've got to be aware of that and tuned into that. And we've got to feel when, we, when our energy is low. Or when we're around people whose energy is low. Or when we feel in the world that there's a low level of energy. We've got to respond to that. And we've got to react to that. Because as our Gomorrah says, those are dangerous times. But if one is a, if one is a Yorish Shemaim, if a person is God-fearing and keeps Torah and mitzvahs and is able to generate spiritual energy within him or herself and is able to take the energy from the Rebbeinu Shlodim and project it outwards, that's something we need to be doing in even greater measure and certainly make sure that we don't eclipse that energy and deprive the people around us from that positive energy that we can generate.